right. We are back for another week, and we are the Run Duo. I'm Tommy What's Mitchell. What's up? And I am India Cook. How you doing, India? What's up, Tommy? I am good. Another two weeks, or shall I say another day, another week in the books. I'm another well. week in the books. Um, yes. what, what episode is this? We getting up there. Yes, we are. We're on episode 64. Episode 64. 64. No, nope, I'm wrong. 65. 65. 65. See, you trying to take one. <laughs> 65. There we go. Love so, it. 65. How's it going, India? I saw I saw your your YouTube. Now, y'all, let me tell you something. If this is a YouTube jet, we we tape on Tuesdays. YouTube <laughs> came out today. Do not mess with India Cook when she out running. Cause <laughs> India gonna stab you. She gonna mace you. Then she gonna sound the alarm. Do not. Yes. I'm telling y'all right now. Y'all don't want none of that. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have definitely upped my uh, safety game um, in regards to my runs. For sure. For sure. So, yes. I was really excited to do this episode um, that I launched on Tuesday. It was, it's, it, was a, it was a good one. It was a fun one to do. Um, I think safety is something that has been on a high alert for everybody. Um, more so recently. I know a couple weeks ago. A young lady, um, a, a pharmacist in Texas, had uh, was was killed while she was out on her long run, mm. and that actually happened like 15 minutes from my parents' house in te- in Dallas, Texas. Oh, wow. So that really hit home. And my dad's been cycling and stuff, so he's been trying to be careful. So I just said, you know what, I need to do an episode about about safety. So it's a very good episode. Y'all need to go and check it out. Um, I play around a lot, but yeah, she had some good ideas um, on safety, India. <laughs> But hold up. Okay. Wait, I know y'all I might do? not have seen it yet, but who the, who the dude standing by the bathroom with the hoodie on? Did you know him? Or was that actually just some dude standing there? That was Braxton. I, I was about to be like, that's got to be Braxton. Because I was like, any out here scoping people and putting them on YouTube? That was Braxton. I meant to put a disclaimer out there because I know people was like, damn. But no, that was Braxton. I made him so he was so he was so over me recording this video because he was like my cameraman and he's like, listen, I'm hungry. It's been a long day at work. I'm getting ate up out here. I told him, I said, go get a hoodie. I got an idea. And he's like, a hoodie. And literally when I told him what to do, Tommy, he was like, Can you hurry up? Because I really don't want to look like the creeper. Can you please hurry up? Because <laughs> he straight looked like the creeper. He was like, Why it's 90 degrees? You got a hoodie on. Look out yes. for this dude right here. I was like, damn, India. <laughs> Disclaimer, everybody. That was yeah. my that was okay. my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God. That is hilarious. When I saw that, I was I about spit out what I was drinking. <laughs> but you definitely have to be careful because if it be yeah. people like that, you know. Yes. Creep it. Yeah. He he tell Braxton he did a very good job looking like the creep. <laughs> he definitely did a very good job. But if y'all don't know what we're talking about, it's India's YouTube page. So Miles from India, y'all gotta gotta go check it out so you can understand yes. exactly what we're talking about. Yes, and get your little laugh on. Yes, 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 yes. And get some stuff if y'all are wanting to have some protection. I definitely drop um, some links and stuff for some uh, some things that you all can purchase if you are needed to take along on your runs. Exactly. Now, before we get too far into the podcast, I did want to say, you guys... Um, we have been talking about, you know, representation in running magazines and, you know, um, fitness magazines. So men's health, and I, I'm guessing it must be this month because I couldn't see what the month is for the magazine. 
I guess it's this month's magazine, but it has an article in there from uh, Jason Russell. He's uh, one of the co-founders of Black Men Run. And he talks about, it. if y'all don't know, Jason had a stroke not too long ago. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I guess it's been, what, a, a, a couple of years now? Yeah. Um, yeah. Since he had the stroke and he's coming back strong. So we're glad to see that. But he talks about that. He talks about, um, you know, starting Black Men Run and why he started. So it's a great article. He pretty much, uh, I, got, I think he just kind of dictated the article to somebody um, mm -hmm. at Men's Health. But go check it out because not only is an article in there about for J from Jason, but they have about 18 black men in there who talk about um, how race and racism has have shaped their physical, mental, and spiritual uh, aspects of their life. So I think this is a great, if you don't read Men's Health, and I used to read it right, quite often, I don't really buy magazines anymore, but I'm going to go pick this one up because I would like, uh, it sounds like it's got some great articles in there um, about race and racism. Yeah, definitely. I think that that's, you know, very important. And I think it's even more important because I, I know that on probably the earlier parts of us um, doing these podcasts, Tommy, we talked about men's health and like how men usually don't go to the doctor and just simple things like that. And like how it can really dictate kind of how well we're, how well you all are doing and you know, not catching certain uh, illnesses sooner than later because you don't want to go to the doctor. So I think that it's great that I, that Men's Health is continuing to do their magazine and even better that Black Men Run was represented. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Now, um, what what you want? You want to start with the world record? Or you want to start with the showdown? What do you want to go with first? You know what? Let's let's start with the world record because I think that that is just oh so amazing okay so now just to let you know people who maybe it's the first time you're hearing the run duo we love to talk about actual running we don't just talk about just me myself and india running we like to talk about the elites running as well we like to you know talk about and discuss it and this was a great week for it because not mm -hmm. only do we have a world record the 5k world record that was broken we also found out that the London Marathon will be will go on and we'll get to see the showdown that we're all wishing for between Kipchoge and Bekele. Um, yes. But uh, the young man, uh, guy, he ran the 5K world record in 12 minutes, 35 seconds, 36. Um, mm -hmm. Beating um, Bekele's old record from 2004, which I think Bekele was 12.37. So he beat it by, by about two seconds. Yes. Um, and you, India sent me the link. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> we played it. So I watched it. And, you know, it, I don't, is it because I'm a runner that I can watch the whole 12 minutes of people running around a track? I don't oh, know. Because I actually enjoyed watching I that kind of thing. I watched the whole yeah. exact thing. <laughs> exactly. It was great. Mm -hmm. They did have, which, I, you know, I didn't get, I wanted to look it up because, you know, they had pacers, which I yes. guess is, you know, legal in track, uh, track mm -hmm. and field. Um, right. which, you know, it's legal in, you know, some marathons as well, but they had pacers or, or rabbits because they did not yes. actually complete the race, um, right. that helped him keep them on pace, but they were rolling. Yeah. But even still, I think the pacers dropped, he still had at least, I want to say three laps or so before, after the pacers dropped three to four laps after the pace probably three after the yeah. Pacers job. So yeah, but he was definitely rolling. Like he was, he was definitely rolling and he didn't have any kind of grimace on his face closer to the end. He, I mean, at the end, he was definitely pushing it and did a really, really good job. And the fact that you broke a record that has been 14, 16 years of yes. a record has yes. been, you know, was there from Bekele. Like, I think that that is amazing. And of course he ran, um, 
Joshua ran, he got a silver in the 10,000 meters. So he definitely has a world record in the 15 as well. So I think that he, he definitely is a good, good guy. He obviously also has cross country championship in 2019 is something else that he has done. So he's just racking up on the world records and the championships. So he is, he is definitely amazing and, you know, did what he needed to do to, to get that world record. Yeah, so, you know, maybe we'll keep that name in mind because we, we might see him yeah. doing marathons before, yeah. you know, because that seems like to be the 5,000 runners, the 5,000 runners, the 10,000 runners eventually seem to move on to mm-hmm. the marathon. So we'll, we'll see if that, if that happens with him. But it was really exciting. It's on YouTube if you guys want to go check it out. But I was, I was really excited when I, I was watching it and the way he just pulled away from everybody. And oh, yeah. he pretty much predicted that he would do it. Oh, did like he? he was saying, yeah, I'm going to run fast. Um, and, you know, he did. Yeah, I think it was good. I think, you know, another reason why I think we do well with watching the whole thing is because we know that one wrong step or one wrong move when it comes to running could could take out your whole like your whole run, your whole race. Like he was not in the he was I think he was in like the top three or top five in the beginning. And he strategically worked his way up. And he knew that he was going to be tapping people off, like people were going to go, go, go. And of course, some of the people in the beginning were pacers, but it was still one of those things where, you know, he strategically planned out his, his miles and he was gone. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, watching it. So I thank you for sending me that, that link. Now he You're broke, welcome. broke um, the, one of the guys that's going to be running here in London um, on October 4th, he broke Bekele's, a uh, very old record um, in the 5K. So I, I, how did you feel when you found out? I, well, I know how you felt because you, you texted me about it. Um, <laughs> when you found out that uh, London was going to happen and yes. that both Kipchoge and Bekele were going to run it. Now, if y'all don't know, if, if say you, you, you've never heard of marathon runners, you got to know who Kipchoge is. Kipchoge is what we would call the GOAT right now. Mm-hmm. I think most people believe that he is, the best um, marathoner in the world and yes. probably the greatest ever. Um, he's mm-hmm. only lost one marathon since he started mm-hmm. running the marathon professionally. Um, mm-hmm. He holds the world record um, in the marathon, as well as he is the only man to ever run um, the marathon uh, distance under two hours, which he did that mm-hmm. on a closed course. Uh, was that in, was it Italy? I'm sorry. No, that wasn't Italy. It was Vienna. Mm-hmm. Where did he do that? Um, but anyway, so, and Bekele, up until Berlin of last year, I would say was, I think I could say he was a disappointment in the marathon. Besides, yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's, won, he's won Berlin before. He'd taken yes. second and third at London. And then he won mm-hmm. Berlin when Kipchoge wasn't running it and almost broke the world record um, yes. in that win in 2019. But I would mm-hmm. say before he did that in 2019 I would say most people would say he was a disappointment because he had he had this he had disqual not disqualified but he did not finish a few mm-hmm. marathons he had just dropped out um yeah. for whatever reason um even at one point his manager was going to drop him uh basically mm-hmm. because he was you know DNFing uh marathons but since 2019 Berlin I think every I think a lot of people have changed their minds about him I know I have 
Yeah, um, and I think the biggest thing about this, this what everybody's calling a showdown that's happening in, in London on October 4th is, so Elliot Kipchoge had won Berlin in 2018 with a 201.39. And Bekele, who, who Tommy was just talking about, won Berlin in 2019 with a 201.41. So they are really, really, really neck and neck in regards to the Berlin course, but, you know, with marathons, they're really, really, really – they're guys that could really go head-to-head. And so being able to see them at a same, the same race is going to be just beyond exciting. Yeah, um, it, it's going to be nice. Because uh, I think I said this before, I was disappointed when Bekele ran such a great Berlin marathon in 2019. I was, I was like, oh, I wish Kipchoge had been there. Because, you know, he didn't run it because he was going to do the attempt to run the uh, sub-two-hour marathon, and that's why he didn't mm-hmm. run Berlin – and I was, I was disappointed. I was like, I'd rather have actually been in Berlin to, than to run this two-hour attempt. Only because, yes, it is a great feat to run the two-hour, the sub-two-hour attempt. And people have pretty much accepted that that was a great feat. But I, I would have enjoyed seeing them head-to-head in Berlin with Bekele running at top form the way he did in 2019. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we get to see it. Now it's going to be on a closed course. Um, yes, I can tell St. James Park is where they're going to do it. And I guess it's going to be a loop race from what yeah, I can, so from what I can mm, tell. Yes, it's going to be a loop and it is going to be, they, they're calling it a secure biosphere. So how they're going to do that is going to be really interesting. No spectators are going to be allowed to be at the park and it's just going to be the elite between the runners as well as the wheelchair, wheelchair racers. Yes. Yeah, so I looked at St. James Park. I'm not sure how they're planning on setting it up. If, if it's just St. James Park, there's going to be a whole lot of loops. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm hoping it's not because I don't want to see them run a marathon like they're running it on a track or something. Like, I don't want to see them have to run a one-mile loop, you know, 26 times or whatever. Yeah, that'll um, be taxing. <laughs> yeah, I, I would much rather. I mean, it was, you know, I didn't really notice the loops here in Atlanta when they had the marathon trial because I didn't watch it on TV. I watched, you know, I was actually – out there so i did enjoy it but i think i'd rather see i'd rather see a point to point i can understand why they can't do it but Mm -hmm. i definitely don't want to see just them run 26 loops because i don't to me that's not a marathon i guess in my opinion you know what i mean yeah but i i think even here though with the marathon olympic trials the loops were a couple miles long like yeah no yeah exactly they were longer loops yeah so yeah so it's easier to do and i agree like i would rather see them like really do a a really good course but at the same time like you know right now i think that's gonna be hard to like block off everything definitely definitely understand um uh why not now i have gone on record to say now this started as all i was saying was if bekele wins does that make him the GOAT? Because if he beats Kipchoge, and I think for him to beat Kipchoge, he's got to run a, he's got to run a world record um, to mm-hmm. beat him. If he beats Kipchoge, he would have the marathon world record. He doesn't have his 5K world record anymore. But, you know, Bekele uh, has a few world records under his belt, um, on, including track and field. So that's what I was saying. And, you know, then everybody was like, no, well, I won't say everybody. Some people were like, no way he's beating Kipchoge. My thing is, I'm old enough to understand that until you do it, I never say. I don't care what it looks like on paper. I, mm-hmm. I got to see you do it. So um, I'm still, you know, I, I did talk to uh, Darrell, who has is, is been on the show before. 
and I'm still in the camp. I'll take I'll take Michaela, and he'll take Kipchoge, and we'll figure out mm-hmm. um, who gives, who, we'll give figure out who gives who, who what. Maybe we'll have to buy like if I lose, I have to buy him a jersey or something. I don't know, um, but we'll yeah. figure it out. But yes. um, I'm definitely, regardless of how it's done, regardless of you know where it is, I'm definitely looking forward to this race. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. And I'm just really excited to see um, just racing again, although racing has been happening. Um, Obviously, track and field is definitely, um, they've been doing some smaller like track and field type um, situations Uh and and meets, excuse me, not situations. They've been doing some track and field meets. Um, There has been some smaller races that are going, have been going on. And even though that this this is going to be elite only, um, I I still think it's going to be a good time and a little bit of a spark for 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 us runners that have not been able to see exactly. a lot of running. What was interesting, what I you know um, with the world <laughs> record, and I was watching the film of it because it looks like they had social distancing for the athletes in the middle of the field. Did you see that? Like when yes. they had the the seats kind of set up mm-hmm. um, for each one, which was interesting. Um, when they panned the crowd, it looks like basically everybody was wearing, you know, a face mask, which I'm sure is probably mandatory for you to go in there, um, is to have to wear a face uh, face covering. So that was great to see. Because I was really surprised, because um, I don't know about you, but since this whole pandemic thing started, when I watch, like, old movies and I, like, see people, like, in big crowds and stuff, I be like, how are you in that crowd like that? With no face right. mask? Right. Oh. This movie's from 1996. That's why. <laughs> yes. You know what yes. I'm saying? So I yes. Between I that and just when I see any type of advertising and stuff, I'm like, okay, you're in a pretty big crowd. But exactly. You know, what you doing? Exactly. Yeah. You know, which is, and you just, know, I, I don't know if that's unfortunate because I, I, I hate that I think like that now that we, you know, we're still so um, not back to normal. You know, we have a new normal that, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, when I just see anything, like if I'm just watching a, a sitcom and I see something like, how y'all going to a bar? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. what you doing? um it's a little bit like that so it was but when i saw the race i liked the way they handled everything there um from what i can tell they were they were definitely social distancing because you know you know you don't know you don't want one of these athletes to get sick and you know Mm -hmm. not be able to perform yeah and that's the same thing like for instance atlanta track club they did their summer series so we they did have races going on um, and they were in-person races, but they capped the races at like 200 people. And you had to sign up for a specific time slot in order to do the race. And they only allowed, I think it was up to 10 people to take off at a time. And of course it was socially distanced. And so it allowed people to do that. But of course we know that, you know, regular, a regular race would be less than 200 people. Uh, I'm sorry, it would be more than 200 people. So I think that I don't know if that's going to be the new norm or not, but I mean, I know that I appreciate some companies that have been able to figure figure out how to do the social distancing races. Then, of course, you can't do it. They're not giving out waters. They're not. Um, you do have to have your mask on, but at the start and the finish, and then there's no like hanging around um, yeah. after or before races. So you exactly. come out for your actual time and then go. Yeah, which was interesting. Now this weekend, and I guess we. I mean, if we can move on from Kipchoge and Bekele. We just can't wait for it to happen. Um, yes, as I think excited. we'll probably be talking about it more as, you know, we get closer to it. But um, this weekend, I did do a virtual race. I did the half marathon for Lululemon's um, Seawees. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm how was that for you? Um, it was tiring. But <laughs> it, was a, it was a half marathon. Um, it's okay. the longest I've probably run in a long time. I went out to um, Silver Comet Trail. Um, mm-hmm. 
and did it. And, you know, the thing about, and if you don't know, Silver Comet, we probably talked about it before, but if you don't know, Silver Comet is a trail here in Atlanta area that kind of goes from uh, Smyrna, Georgia, all the way to someplace in Alabama. It's a very long trail, a lot of bikers. It's a great place if you want to do long runs. But going out there, because I, I hadn't been out there in forever, I remember why mm-hmm. I don't really like going out there, because it is it's all trees pretty much it's a canopy Mm. of trees and there's not a whole lot to look at and people say it's flat it's not (laughs) so um Mm -hmm. if you're running long i don't think it's that flat because there are areas that have long inclines yes um, on it so but it's the best i felt like it was the best place for me to go um if i was going to run that far as opposed to trying to find a route you know out here in tucker and you know having to Mm -hmm. go through traffic and things like that and you know i wasn't gonna be able to get up really early to do it so even though the sun was up it has a canopy of trees um right. that that kind of keeps you out of the heat but yeah the cool the, what brought me to that was kind of what you were talking about like how when people come out to these these new races they just come do their time and have you know they leave they can't really sit out there and, and uh socialize which is mm-hmm. you know come on that's the fun part of races is you know seeing people and you know kind of talking to them and hanging out I did see quite a few people I hadn't seen in a long time. Um, Angie O'Neill was out there. Lisa Gosling was out there. Um, uh, who else? Uh, quite a few people that I hadn't seen in a while um, mm-hmm. that were out there. And it was funny because, you know, we used to, like, hang out and, you know, because when you go to Silver Comet, it used to be an all-day thing. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of them were out there running the virtual as well. Um, Lisa was doing the 10K. But it was just kind of crazy because it took me in my – and people don't take this the wrong way. It took me forever, in my opinion, to do this half marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that they were still there <laughs> when I finished <laughs> was just like, why are y'all still here? But it was nice to see them. And it reminded mm-hmm. me of why I liked running in the first place was the camaraderie and seeing people and getting to talk to people, um, even though I don't have the time that I used to. But it was nice to see, you know, see people out there. Yeah, definitely. I think that that's the same thing. I think when I, whenever I go to Silver Common Trail, I usually run into at least two people. And um, yeah, you just, you say, hey, it's like, oh, so good to see you. And you keep it rolling. Um, It was funny. I said that one time a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh, it's been a while. And I'm like, duh, India, we're in a pandemic. (laughs) It's like, you know, I I think I just saw somebody and I was like, I haven't seen you in so long. And it's like, yeah, India, we're in a pandemic. But yeah, it's yeah, it's very good to be able to see and link up with people. I actually kind of miss like running with people. Um, I think that once this pandemic lifts a little bit, we'll be able to like run with some people. And because I feel like I might need a little bit more of a push now. Yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, I, I think also, of course, running with people, especially like when I lived in the city, because mm-hmm. you saw a lot of people then you saw people running all the time, um, right. wherever you went and running and not even if you don't know them just seeing other people running kind of pushes mm-hmm. you on you know what i mean oh, definitely you know mm-hmm. so i think that has a lot to do with it as well um but it was nice you know i saw uh some people running with actual face coverings i saw some people mm-hmm. running without them definitely the bikes were out um people are definitely yes. uh, doing that a few you know a few people got a little close to me on their bike i ain't gonna lie to you look yeah, you, you can always. say you know they be rolling i'm mm-hmm. like and, and the thing is when I was in better shape, I didn't really mind it as much because even in a long run, I was still in full control. You know what I mean? Like I'm in right. better shape. The shape I'm in right now, as I get past like 10 miles, 
I get a little wobbly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mm-hmm. can misstep. I can do this. So that kind of, it bothered me a little bit because they weren't saying, you know, on your left, you know, nothing like nope. that. They were just, just mm-hmm. rolling. So that kind of yeah. bothered me a little bit. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I think. In the words of Michelle Obama, it is. It right. Is. <laughs> it is what it is. Yes. It is what it is. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, in other news, and um, as far as myself, India, mm-hmm. I am officially Hoka. Are you? Yeah, I, I actually, while we've been talking, even before we, you know, started the podcast, my Hoka shoes were delivered. Um, oh, wow. So now I'm Hoka 100%. So we'll see how that goes. Um, my next uh, race will be, well, it's the pivot for the race, but I'm going to go out and, and run with the group that goes out and does the run. So I, I want to do that um, okay. for my next, you know, long run or whatever. Gotcha. Well, congratulations for the switchover. I don't know if congratulations, but you know, I used to switch a lot. <laughs> I used to go from Adidas, I mean, uh, Asics to, um, to Mizuno, you know, and back again and, you know, Brooks. I used to switch around a lot, but this seems a little different just because it's such a different shoe than I'm used to running in. But I ran in my um, Hoka's for the, the virtual half. And I will say that my legs weren't as tired as they usually are. Now, it might be because these, these are newer shoes, um, but I just felt like my legs weren't as tired because of, of the shoes. And that's right. what I was and looking for. Right, and you wore them for your shoes. run this weekend. Yeah, for the, for the, uh, for the virtual half. Yeah, I did. Nice. Them. I ran in them, and it was, it was great. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, if it don't work out, boom. Yeah, we can, we can, they can become just regular walk-around shoes, and I'll buy some other ones. So. Right, <laughs> we'll right. We'll see how it goes. Awesome. Well, good. That's exciting. Exciting, exciting. Well, speaking of shoes, um, so there is a company on um, that is a Swiss brand, and they recently announced their first-time track team that consists of elite runners. And I saw their post last week, and you know, a lot of times when I see posts from companies, I like to read through comments just to kind of see kind of what people are thinking, what mm-hmm. people are saying, if there's a lot of congratulations. And I know that there's, there has been, and Tommy, you and I have talked a lot about diversity and inclusion. And the comments that were within, after this picture of them announcing their team, it was a big group picture, was that this team had a lack of diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of people saying, in their words, wow, it's a lot of white people. Wow, you know, this is, you know, just really frustrated with the fact that there was a lack of diversity. Um, And then there were some people that were making a comment that one of their runners named Carlos is actually Mexican. Um, And so, you know, they were acknowledging that there is some diversity within the team. Um, And then there was obviously some people that were saying that that's not enough. And so in my mind, what came to my head was, it is really interesting how people define diversity Mm -hmm. because like for me i feel like diversity is not just black and white it also is including natives and you know and other individuals that are you know hispanic individuals native individuals like just people that are the whole rainbow of people is Mm -hmm. not just black and white um and there was a comment on there that said well if there was all black people you would be fine so it was just really interesting seeing that and then I also see some people that use the word diversity and then they, they, it is predominantly black or, or just all black. 
Yeah. And so I just wanted to, you know, just kind of have the discussion around like what really is diversity. Um, and I think it depends on who is Your giving or whoever is, mm -hmm. you know, saying this is a diverse team, how they see diversity. And I think the definition of diversity has been, you know, just kind of changed around and is definitely seen differently depending upon the platform or the person that's giving it. True. And, it, you know, it depends on, you know, where you are. Because so if, if, okay, so in Kenya, what is diversity? Because they're not only just, um, it's a country, but there are different tribes inside of Kenya. Um, so in their world, diversity might be people from different tribes. Uh, you know, people from different, you know, Ethiopia, whatever. So it's, it's, it's a perspective, you know, as far as what you call diversity. Myself, personally, um, I think of diversity probably more from an American view. And when I look at something, I do want to see people of different races um, represented in, in different things. That's diversity to me. Um, even, like you said, even if it's... Uh, if it's just an all African-American group, that's not diverse. It's all the same, you know, color, same background. I want to see white, black, um, you know, Native American, West Indian, you know, different groups. That is what diversity would mean to me. The same. I, I agree. Like, it just definitely needs, I agree there. I feel like if you're going to use the word diversity, it needs to be more inclusive um, and not just, you know, one, one area. And, and, and that's not saying that, you know, on needs to, you know, do something different or change. We never know the situation. We never know. Mm -hmm. It could have been athletes that they requested or asked and they didn't want to become a part of the on team. Exactly. We don't know those details, yeah. <laughs> but I just think when it comes to the perception of people, when they, when it's put on the forefront of, um, of this is a diverse, this is a diverse option, or this is what we have, or even when companies say, come together and say, "Hey, I'm going to pull together a team of people, team of staff, a team of you know athletes." Like, what's their perception of what diversity is? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I, I looked at you sent me the thing, and I kind of looked at it, and I I can see where people are coming from. First but, glance, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I guess my I'm a kind of I'm the type of person. I, I, you know, that's, if that's, if that's what you want to do. Okay. And mm -hmm. I just make my decision what I want to do. I don't try right. to make decisions for other people. If that's, if that's what you want to do, fine. I'll make my own decision. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, until you actually told me what the name of the actual shoe was, I didn't know what it was in the first place. So, okay. I, really, yeah, so <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not really worried about it that much. Um, yeah. I'm not sure, you know, how much diversity there is. It's a Swiss company. I've never been right. to Switzerland. I don't mm -hmm. know how much diversity there is in Switzerland. You know what I mean? I mean, mm -hmm. there are countries where everybody's pretty much the same. And, mm -hmm. you know, maybe in their world, they don't, you know what I'm saying? They have no idea. Like, they don't, they don't see a lot of other people represented. And to them, diversity was people from different countries. So, right. you know, but I, I don't, I'm not going to fault you on what you do. If that's what you want to do, knock yourself out. I, I, yeah. You know, I wasn't going to run in the shoes anyway. So. Yeah, it's but just even if they would have even if they would have had other <laughs> even if they would have had someone from every you know group on their team, I probably still wouldn't go running those shoes. So I mean, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's not I'm not going to take time to to send you a message. Yeah, and I think it just depends on you know. I think in this this time right now with the climate, I think 
between diversity and inclusion, that's what's being, that's being popped up every single place. Like, I think any company, even if they were, they do have a diverse team or, or not even diverse team, if they have diverse staff, but then they put out this team of, of one race, they're going to be called on the carpet. You know, yeah. I think anything that is being put out right now, many people are being called out on carpet in regards to just inequality or things that could be a little, a little sketchy. I think there's a lot of, been a lot of heat and just communication are around it, which I think is good for the conversation to be had, but I think it also gets kind of lost in the sauce um, in regards to what some of these definitions like diversity means, what it looks like, as well as like how we should assume that how it should be. And I think the perception or, or the definition of it comes from the person, like the person that's giving it. So whoever's doing their marketing team or picking their team, that is what they probably thought diversity was, you mm -hmm. know? And so for them, that's what it is, but it may be different for someone else. So True. And also, like you said, we don't know who they tried to get. And, right. you know, and I mean, a lot of, you know, top notch athletes, you know, maybe, maybe they were, they didn't want maybe they weren't trying to pay anybody they just wanted people who wanted to be on the team and yeah, that has something know. to do with it too so yeah you know and some of these top-notch athletes like I mean obviously I know I know who on was right like I I'm familiar with their shoe I've never tried on a shoe but I've seen them and I'm like mm -hmm. okay but you know if you think about it there's a lot of athletes that you know they kind of rank sponsorships right so they're mm -hmm. like okay Nike first, all right, Adidas, okay, New Balance, uh, Skechers done moved up in the ranks, you know what I mean, and I didn't mm -hmm. name those in any order, but I think athletes also do that, like, they, they, they're, they rank in their mind who they would like to be sponsored by, so we don't know the case, but, yeah. you know, it's great that but they, but it's a good conversation, a, definitely, yeah, have a symbol to see, so, exactly, exactly, Yes, yes, yes. So speaking of um, diversity in these topics, and like I said, a lot of times we are having, um, right now we're having a lot of conversation around inclusion as well as being sensitive to things that are being put out on social media. I know um, last episode, on episode 64, you, Tommy, you and I talked about mental health um, in regards to uh in regards to running and mental health. Um, and another just topic that came up, a steeplechase Olympic um, runner, Colleen Quigley, if I'm pronouncing her name right, she posted a picture of her out at a track workout. Um, and of course she is very chiseled. She has damn near eight pack of abs. Uh, but her caption said, how many days of no workouts and ice cream do you think I will it will take for my abs to disappear? Now, under this picture, she also received a lot of heat because people were saying that because she is a role model, her comment could be taken that ice cream and pizza are bad or rest along with ice cream and pizza are bad. But in her eyes, she said she was posting it because she's been training a lot and she can't wait to not be training and to eat ice cream and pizza. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's, it's one of those things. I'm kind of two-wayed on it. And a lot of the people in the comments were saying that her her caption was toxic and more importantly for people that have eating disorders or for athletes that are already in, in a phase of eating disorders i.e starving themselves not eating ice cream not eating pizza not giving themselves rest days that caption could have been a trigger for them yeah and we talked about a little bit about this before we started recording and yeah I, you know the more i think of, i mean at some point 
people, you gotta just let people talk. I mean, I understand that he, she's supposed to be a role model. Once again, I, I don't, I don't know who she is. I never heard of her until you sent me that information. I'm not a big social media person, so that might be why. Maybe she's more on than I thought, but she's just talking about herself. And at some point, you gotta go. Okay, she's just the lady wants to relax. Why can't we just let her relax without killing her? Um, about her eating, she's not talking about anybody else eating ice cream and what was it, pizza? Mm-hmm. Um, she's talking about herself, and that's yeah. it. So yeah. it kind of gets me like, okay, I understand. We have to watch what we say. I I get it. But mm-hmm. she's, she's not talking about anybody else. She's not talking about another athlete. She's talking about herself. Just, mm-hmm. And I think my example was, like, I, I, usually before a marathon, I stop. I don't drink any alcohol. I don't, you know, for at least a month, I stopped drinking alcohol before the marathon. And I'm usually, you know, like Chicago, they always have beer. I know you don't really drink in India, but at Chicago, <laughs> um, they give you beer after the race and it, it, that was one of my favorite parts of that whole race was finishing and you know getting my beer because i hadn't really had any beer um uh-huh. i took um tickets from everybody that wasn't drinking so i could get more beer uh-huh. um and you know i posted it and i guess somebody could say oh so that's your thing drinking that's how you relax there's some people who can't just drink i understand there's some people who can't just drink one beer that they they uh-huh. go overboard but i'm not that person i should be able sure. to post hey i'm having a beer to relax after i just ran 26.2 Hey, I want to eat um, ice cream and pizza after I've just trained my butt off for I don't know how many months. And I just want to relax. And I, I think they yeah. should be able to post that. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I, I definitely think social media, we are, we should all be able to post what we want. I also do think that, that when you get into a certain spotlight, you have to be cognizant of what you do post. Um, but she is human, just like all of us. She just wants to relax and ha- relax and have her ice cream and pizza. But I also do understand how her comment could be a trigger for people that have eating disorders. Um, and then the other side of it is that I also feel like people that have eating disorders have to do what they need to do to ensure that if they are triggered in any way, that they're getting the help that they're needing. Um, because the important part about it is that you will not be ever able to ever live in a society where um, triggers are not there right yeah, like there's always exactly. going to be something however i also think that as as i do agree that as a um as a role model or a lot of young girls and people that are athletes look up to her i think we have we do have to be a little cognizant because it's all about perception right because i from what i'm understanding from what she was saying in the comments that's not any how people perceived or took what she said was not what she meant yeah. right but it's so it's all about perception and we all know that like perception is is from on the receiving side it's not on the giving side um so i think that we definitely you know have to be cautious of that and then again you know from what i understand too this is not the first time that she said something in a comment that could have been perceived as a little risky in regards to people as far as body image and how she eats um so, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I know it also is hard as an athlete to have to be screened or be concerned about what you put on social media um, because we're all humans um, and we have to do what we can. I just find it interesting. I think right now in the world of, I think everybody's on heightened awareness on how people should be and how we should not be to where everyone is definitely being, you know, saying, saying things directly, telling people what should be said, what shouldn't be done or said. And I just think it's a heightened awareness of it. And I hope she does get her rest. And girl, eat you some ice cream, eat you some pizza. Uh, the way that her abs are popping, it'll, it'll take a long time before the, them to go away. 
um, but <laughs> enjoy, you know, because we as athletes need rest, right? Yeah. Like, and it's okay to enjoy, you know, pizza and ice cream. Like we all, we all should be able to enjoy that. So. Exactly. Um, and yeah, like you said, yeah, you do have to watch, but uh, in that, and now that was going to be my other comments too. I look at people's actions as well, like their history. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I look at too. Now, if she's a person that is constantly doing it, then I can understand that. Um, people being upset. But if this is like, a, you know, this is the first time she's ever said anything that was, you know, kind of out of left field like that. Yeah, I'm not going, I just don't feel like we need the, you know, the social media police jumping all over everybody every five seconds over, yeah, you know, little sure. con. I mean, okay, well, is, is that what you do? You just r- roll through Instagram looking for comments that you feel are not good and, you know, hit them up? Yeah. But so, she's a, she is an athlete and she's she's not. I mean, you know, I know I don't focus on steeplechase running, um, but she's well-known Olympian. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where, you know, I think once you get to a certain place, you know, everything that you do is scrutinized. Um, and I think that that's, you know, the case in this situation. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she she does have that the mask popping. I did. I did notice that, though. So. <laughs> yes, they Lord, were. Girl. They were really good. <laughs> And that's sad because in the steeplechase, they took that out of Diamond League, didn't they? There's no more steeplechase. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. That's, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Tommy, it was so good talking to you today. We did not have an interview, um, but it is always good when it's just me and you. We can chat it up about different things. Of course. Now, uh, before we go, I got yes. two things. Number one, okay. I want to thank um, uh, back in about July 13th, um, Allison Desir, she's from Harlem Run. She did a giveaway with Bumble Ride. She did it on her personal Instagram. Um, and actually, I think you, did you hit me up on it? Mm, I think I tagged you guys. I yeah. think you tagged, tagged me and Heather. Mm-hmm. I, saw, I remember when you tagged me and I was like, oh, okay. But I was busy. I didn't have time to stop and do it. Heather actually, you know, entered the uh, giveaway. It was for a Bumble Ride. They do um, strollers. They were giving away a jogging stroller. And Heather won. Um, she won a, a jogging thro- stroller through Bumble Ride. It's, we got the Bumble Ride Iron Man uh, stroller. We haven't used it yet, but I just want to thank Bumble Ride as well as um, Allison Desir, uh, you know, for picking us. Uh, and so we're going to try it out. Now, I don't know if y'all remember this because I've always said I wanted one um, and I want to use it. And Heather was always like, ah, I'm not pushing Trey. I'm not going to do it. If we get one, you're going to push him. Now, oh, she wants to be the first one to use it. So I'm sure so, you know how things change, you know, now that because <laughs> if I would have bought one, it would not have been as fancy as the one from Bumble Ride. It's really nice. I put it together the other night. We haven't used it yet, but we'll hopefully get to use it here uh, shortly. And, you know, a family that runs together. Um, yes. And then also um, now we record this on Tuesdays, um, but on August 20th, Thursdays, when this actually podcast will come out, it'll probably come out August 19th. It'll come out that evening. Um, but on August 20th, uh, there'll be the little old group run um, here in Atlanta. Uh, um, usually, uh, Run Social they do the big old group run, but because of the pandemic, they've short they've done what we call little old group runs. They did one um, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe last week, um, that was at the Brewing, the, the over there on the West Side Beltline. Well, they're having one on Thursday, August twentieth at six forty-five at Studio Plex Lofts. Um, the young lady, Dr. Danny, that we interviewed last week, last time. Um, her um, PT, our, our physical therapist, uh, Ari PT to PR, is going to be the one that I think she's actually sponsoring it. 
um, but it's going to be from her location, which is at Studio Place Lofts at 6.45 on August 20th. Um, so come check it out. I'm planning on going out and running in it. Um, like I said, it, they take off, I think, at 7, but everybody, they want people there at 6.45. Um, for mm -hmm. the gathering, you do have to wear a mask. Um, it doesn't say if you got to wear a mask for the actual run. I, uh, just talking about running with a mask, I did order the UA, the Under Armour uh, mask. It hadn't come in yet, um, but I wanted to just try it out to see if it's, if it's worth purchasing since it looks like we're going to be wearing masks for a while here. Okay. Yeah, I can't run in masks, but I definitely have my share of them. Atlanta Track Club has a mask, too, that I have. So. Okay. Yeah, cool. so yes 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 very good well i hope that run goes well i won't be able to make it but i hope that it definitely goes goes well i think it'll be a good time cool perfect well another great episode in the books uh india now yes. if they want to get in touch with you if they want to watch the youtube videos how do they do that yes so you can follow me on instagram at i underscore of underscore indigo underscore run so that's i of indigo runs um, and there you will find my link. I also have an Instagram page for my YouTube, which is Mouse from India. My YouTube page is Mouse from India. Um, and if you would like to hit me up via email, you can hit me up at milesfromindia at gmail.com. And you can get me at Thomas W. Mitchell, the number two at gmail.com or at tmitch68 on Instagram. Of course, at the Run Duo on Instagram as well. So another one in the books. Uh, hope yes. we'll uh, get back with you guys in another two weeks. And uh, we'll definitely have somebody to interview uh, next time. Uh, we don't know who it is yet, but we will have somebody to talk to. Uh, but y'all have a great uh, two weeks. Keep running. Yes. Bye, guys. <laughs>